are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Crossover Thursday. This is David Drogemeyer, host of Locked On Chargers. I am joined by John Hickman, co-host of Locked On Texans. And we got this battle coming up on Sunday. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into the biggest storylines for both teams. We're going to get into get in some key matchups. And we're going to recap it all and give you our score and game predictions at the end of the show. But first, this Crossover Thursday is sponsored by prize picks crossover thursday is presented by our friends at prize picks prize picks is so much fun and is easy to play no competing with other players just you versus the projections available pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize pitch prize picks projections you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry it can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter and it's that easy we love prize picks and we know you will too first time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on john man what's going on last time the chargers and the texans played (laughs) it did not go very well for the chargers at all it was a ugly football game Really, uh, honestly, both teams were suffering mightily from injuries. But, I mean, hey, that's no excuse. Any given Sunday, right? And, uh, unfortunately, the, the Chargers got thoroughly handled by the Texans last year. Yeah, man, that was one of those games that uh, all of the believers for Davis Mills, including myself at one point, was looking back to and saying, if he can do that, he is a starting franchise quarterback. And uh, hopefully, just like last year, this upcoming Sunday, we can get that same feeling back because, down here in Houston, these fans and this franchise needs a win. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I mean, trust me, uh, we're going to get into our storylines here for the Chargers, but w- one of them is definitely trying to rebound from from getting just flat out embarrassed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, getting beat 38 to 10. But jumping into those storylines, man, so when it comes to the Houston Texans, what is that biggest storyline uh, around the team right now? Yeah, I mean, I think right now it's Davis Mills. No question about it. Um, He's had opportunities to potentially have this team shockingly undefeated. Each and every one of these first three games have been very winnable for the Houston Texans, and they led in each and every one of those games as well. And so for Davis Mills to not be able to deliver some of the basic throws that we saw him make last year, i.e. against the Chargers, um, and some of those maybe harder, difficult throws that we saw him make last year, It's just not happening for him so far. And so I think for Houston, each and every team that they face so far this season, an injury or a major player out of something that has worked in their favor. And I'm going to ask you about your storylines because I'm sure it's full of injuries. Yeah. Um, And and so I hate that for the league and what's going on with the Chargers. That's a very explosive team. But like every week. And so going into Sunday's game, Davis Mills, are you able – to take advantage of what they have out right now. No Joey Bosa, one of those game disruptors. And I think offensively, uh, defensively, Houston as well. You guys got some guys out. Justin Herbert is is kind of banged up. Can everybody for this franchise kind of just pull together and and take advantage of opportunities and get it up? Yeah, I mean, is there anything different in, in the offense as far as it pertains to Davis Mills? Is there any kind of changes or is everything kind of the same? I'm not sure. Not, Not sure. sure. Uh, yeah, I, right now I think that 
the confidence is just not there for him. Okay. Uh, I, I think that if we're being honest, we have here in Houston, a lot of fans and some people in the media are pointing a lot of blame to Pep Hamilton and his play calling. And uh, you guys have history with Pep Hamilton. Yeah. And in fairness, there have been some times throughout the game so far where he's tried to try to make it easy for Davis Mills. Yeah. Um, and so again, it goes right back to Mills. Um, you know, the miscommunication on, on, on routes and throws and missing guys and not allowing time for the play to develop. That's been an issue for him so far. Yeah. Well, bigger storyline, obviously, unfortunately, you kind of alluded to it earlier. It has to do with the injuries and two just massive losses that go on IR here for the Chargers. And it starts uh, up front uh, on the offensive line with their all pro left tackle Rashawn Slater. Unfortunately, he ruptured his bicep tendon and uh, he did get put on IR. He's going to have surgery to correct that, which which really sucks because he is really one of the top five tackles in the league already in year two and he's gonna miss an entire year of his prime um also joy bosa on the defensive side you know you, you just talked about he is have, he having core muscle surgery so he tore his groin basically uh, the good thing uh at least as it pertains to joey bosa is that he is scheduled to come back at some point this season at least that's what the doctors are telling the chargers organization so um, no, no Rashawn Slater for the rest of the year, which is a huge shame. And, uh, you're going to miss Joey Bosa for several weeks. So even with those players that, you know, won't be in this game, you got Kenan Allen. He's been banged up. Herbert, as I mentioned, has been banged up. JC Jackson, um, banged up. What can this team do right now to kind of overcome those injuries, right? Uh, Eckler, he hasn't been playing like Eckler of last year and he's been banged up as well. Should Houston be looking for a certain player to kind of pop out and, you know, make a splash? Yeah, I mean, for, for the Chargers, I mean, Eckler is healthy. He's just not getting the, the same amount of touches that he has got the last couple of years. I mean, last year is coming off of a 20-touchdown season where he was a huge focal point of the offense. And I think one of the things they, they need to get need to do to get back on track in this game is getting him the football in space. You know, you got to uh, let him, you know, move, maneuver. He's one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. And, you know, I was looking at some of the stats uh, for the Houston linebackers, and, you know, they're not doing very well against the pass. Uh, they are, uh, I would say, a a weak spot of that defense that the Chargers would be wise to exploit with Austin Eckler, but also with tight end Gerald Everett. I think Gerald Everett's been a big weapon for the Chargers offense so far. Um, any other storylines on the Houston side you want to get into? Yeah. Um, um, speaking of linebacker, making the switch over, Blake Cashman now the starting linebacker. Uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis started the year, but he's out on injury. And, and, and for Cashman and Houston, um, you know, Levy Smith early in the week, mentioned that the linebacker play hasn't been good, so he made a switch to a guy that in the preseason was all over the field for Houston, did a lot of good things for him, and I think is a, you know, a naturally maybe a better cover linebacker than KPL or uh, even the guys that they have out there right now. There's been several miscommunication errors that has hurt Houston so far this year coming from the linebacker position. So, you know, I think plugging in Cashman as of right now is a guy that can help in that area, and I do expect – for Houston to start playing Gary Wilder in the second year, man, a little bit more as he's working his way back to be fully healthy as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the, the second storyline for the Chargers here is just the embarrassment of just getting absolutely <laughs> blown out by the Jets. It, it would be nice players. if you guys, like, back-to-back weeks, the AFC South, who is yeah, I don't, completely yeah, I don't know the worst I, division. 
I don't know if I foresee that. Um, you know, I, I think there are some opportunities to, to potentially get right against the Houston Texans there. Uh, but the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are definitely a much better team than I think a, lo- a lot of people thought yeah. going into the season. I think Doug Peterson's done a really good job with that squad. And, you know, they have a lot of talent and now they're spearheading that um, going here in, in that division that you're in. So, you know, I think, you know, we're going to get into some of those key matchups uh, and we're going to do that right after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting information this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, back here on Crossover Thursday. John Hickman locked on Texans. David Drogamire here locked on Chargers. Thank you so much for always making us your first listen here. We're going to get into some of those key matchups in this ball game uh, with the Chargers and the Texans. So, you know, speaking from the Texans' perspective, what do you think is the key one of the key matchups for your side? Yeah, so first, I, before I answer my question, I have to ask you about a player you guys drafted it, and, and, and I really loved him out of college. I loved him at the Senior Bowl, thought he was, if not the best, one of the best players at the Senior Bowl, and that's Zion Johnson. I, I, I really wanted he. I thought he was the guy he should have brought in, and, of course, we, we're, we're loving what we're seeing out of Kenyon Green, but how is yeah. Zion doing out there? Zion's doing great. Uh, I mean, you, you know, he's he's dealing with some some rookie issues here and there. He gave up five pressures in the, in the last game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he, he's really been as advertised. He, he's a guy that's extremely stout in the running game who, who really is athletic and climbs well to the second level, uses that brute strength extremely well. And, you know, he, you know, for that same reason, he, he does really good in pass protection because of that anchor, you know, he can really sit down against a bull rush. Um, he did a really, really good job against Chris Jones uh, against the Chiefs in week two. You know, that's a, a, you know, ridiculous matchup. Chris Jones is one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. And I would say Zion Johnson was able to go toe to toe with him to the point to where they stopped rushing Chris Jones against Zion Johnson and then in turn just attacked the left guard, Matt Filer, and they had a lot more success. So Zion's been doing very well for the Chargers so far. And and that's I'm glad I, you said that because I like Zion, but I think that's an area where the Houston Texans who have struggled to really win inside the tackles should be able to exploit Malik Collins. This should be a day for the veteran to kind of show the rookie up a little bit. And you mentioned how he struggled on Sunday. I think, you know, for a team that hasn't done well in that area, Lee Collins should be able to get some wins. Um, and, and this will be a good opportunity for Roy Lopez to get into a constant rhythm as well to making some plays consistently because he struggled this year as well. And then obviously I got to look at Justin Herbert versus the secondary, right? Like yeah, uh, that, that young man at quarterback will one day be an MVP, no doubt about it. And uh, for the team that we drafted Stingley as high as we did at number three overall, Jalen yeah. Petrie, who had two interceptions against the uh, Bears on Sunday, uh, that secondary will have a, a tough task stopping one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. 
Yeah, and I mean that brings me to to one of my matchups, and and that's uh you know Keenan Allen and Mike Williams potentially Keenan Allen. You know he's back at practice, so we'll see if he's going to be able to play on Sunday. Obviously, you know there's still several days before before now and then, but it's Mike Williams and Keenan Allen potentially versus you know Derek Stingley Jr. who you were just talking about, and so far Derek for Derek Stingley, you know. You know, kind of mixed results, I would say. 12 receptions given up on 21 targets, 168 yards. So he's he's played decently so far. I think, you know, he's dealing with some of the 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 rookie woes that you're going to get when you're a, a first-year corner in the NFL. Um, definitely something to, uh, you know, watch out for. Uh, another one here for me is, is Khalil Mack versus Titus Howard. And ah. I think Titus Howard's been pretty decent. Um, you know, yeah. only five pressures allowed so far through the first three games, one sack, three penalties. But, you know, Khalil Mack's the real deal. I mean, he's still got plenty of gas in the tank. He had three sacks against the uh, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders uh, and Derek Carr. So, you know, he's a guy that still wreaks havoc. Um, you know, obviously, everyone knows that Khalil Mack is the main target, right? He's the guy that you have to prevent now that Joey Bosa is out. So we'll have to see how Titus Howard does against Mack and how they are going to be able to scheme some help on that side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Howard, he's going to have his hands full. You know, against Randy Gregory, he struggled, but uh, I think um, for the most part in, in pass protection, he's been pretty decent. For Houston in this offense, however, another matchup that I think is very important, and I talked about the defensive line going against the offensive line for you guys, but vice yeah. versa. Keon Green getting into a groove made a hell of a play. Unfortunately, David Smith with the interception, but made a hell of a play on Sunday to help out his left tackle. And Lamar Tunsil got beat on the inside. So, yeah. you know, how can he continue to establish himself as a body mover in order to help get Damian Pierce more yards, more yards? Sunday was his best game so far in the NFL. Uh, 80 yards, one touchdown, averaged four yards per carry, and, and a couple of <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of great catches for first downs. He is going to be the player on this offense that makes him move throughout the season. And everybody up front has to understand the more he can get involved, the better they're going to look. So they, they got to go ahead and uh, move some bodies out the way. I'm very curious to see how Keon Green is going to play this week. Yeah, I mean, Kenyon Green was an, another guy that the, the Chargers were looking at potentially drafting. It was Kenyon Green and it was Zion Johnson. I mean, they were pretty dead set on making a move on the offensive line. And, you know, they, they went with Zion. You guys went with Kenyon. And, you know, Kenyon was a great player at Texas A&M. So, you know, it's it's not good to hear that he's doing pretty well in the NFL, getting his feet under him. I think the another key matchup for the Chargers here is trying to get right on the ground. You know, they've been yes. really, really bad. They, they've only averaged 59 rushing yards through the first three games. But this is the matchup to get right. The, the Houston Texans are giving up 202.3 rushing yards per game through that the first has to three stop. games of the season. That has to stop, right? Like, is this – will this – because I was just about to ask you about the run game, and it has not been effective at all. The worst yeah. in the league. Um, and and, and I, I think this should be the game for Houston that you keep them under 100 yards. Don't let this be your 180-yard game after they've only been rushing for 59 yards per game. This yeah. is an opportunity for this team. Like we talked about earlier, they have, have not been able to take advantage of those opportunities. This is one of them. The Chargers have not been good with the, on the ground. Yeah. Don't, allow, don't allow them to be good against you, Malik Collins, the vet. Don't allow them to be good against you linebackers. Like, come on. This has to be the game. 
Yeah, and the and for the Chargers, they they have to establish the running game, and and it's because they need to protect Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's still nursing the that rib fracture, you know, rib cartilage fracture. Although he did go, get through that game last week unscathed without any setbacks, so you know, I think that after you get through the first one with an injury, I think that's always the discovery period to see how you feel, see how you're going to be able to get through that, um, see how you're going to be able to manage that going forward. So I think that was. Uh, very helpful for Justin Herbert. Um, you know, he can really kind of see what he can do. And also for the coaching staff to really be able to scheme him appropriately, to be able to get some good protection. The protection plan has to be on point with a, a quarterback that's already nursing an injury. And part of the way that you're able to do that is by establishing the run game. If you're able to get, you know, three, four, five yards, more four, four to six yards on first and second down. You can really set up those third and manageable situations. And against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they were horrible in that in that area. They averaged over eight yards to go on third down. And that absolutely cannot happen in this football game. And and a really good way to do that is by establishing the running game and not just the running game, but just getting the ball into the hands of your playmakers. Like I said earlier with Gerald Everett, the tight end and Austin Eckle, the running back, you got to get them in space. You got to get the chains moving. They need more sustained drives after scoring one touchdown against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That can't happen again. The defense was on the field way too much. And a big remedy for that is running the football successfully. Got to talk about the homecoming for DeAndre Carter. Uh, yeah. He, you know, right now he is the lead lead receiver in yards right now for you guys. And yeah, he's been playing some good ball for uh, San Diego. W- what has it been so far for DeAndre Carter that's working out that didn't work out in Houston? Houston? Is it just the opportunities are there, the targets are there, or – what, yeah, I mean, r- right now, I mean, the, the Chargers are, are a little banged up. I mean, they lost uh, wide receiver Jalen Guyton for the year with a torn ACL. Keenan Allen went out, um, you know, in that second in the first game, actually, against the Raiders. And, you know, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. So um, enter DeAndre Carter. And also, I mean, with DeAndre Carter, he's really established himself early in training camp as a guy that really built a strong connection with all of the quarterbacks, no matter if it was Easton Stick or if it was the backup Chase Daniel or uh, Justin Herbert. You know, you really got uh, a good chemistry going with all of those quarterbacks. And so they trusted uh, DeAndre Carter and what he was able to do. And he's been giving more opportunities on offense. He wasn't he's not just a receiver. Uh, or excuse me, a return man. He's not just a punt return man, a kick return man. They're giving him opportunities to be a wide receiver. And they're really, you know, gaining some fruitful um, play from DeAndre Carter. So it's been good to see what he's able to do. And with all the injuries, the Chargers needed somebody to step up. And fortunately, DeAndre Carter has been one of those guys. Before we move on, Brandon Staley. Yeah. Was, is is all the faith there? Let's talk about it. This is a safe space. Yeah. Is everybody buying into Brandon Staley? Buying is, in? You know, is, is, that, is, that seems is like a loaded Staley question. In, well, is Brandon, do you believe, does, does Charger Nation believe that Brandon Staley is the right coach? Given the I year think, of all of the mistakes or, you know, questionable decisions he's made in a loss against the Jags so far. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously that loss against the Jags right now leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, obviously, it felt like he was outcoached by Doug Peterson in, in that ball game, but you can't let it dwell. I mean, you, you can't let a performance like that dwell. You got to erase it and move on to the next team, which happens to be the Texans. But I, I think the you know the first couple of years of Brandon Staley, everyone loved, uh, or excuse me, first year of Brandon Staley, everyone loved the aggressiveness. I mean, it, it's a stark contrast to Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy, former head coaches who were ultra conservative and would never go for it no matter if the situation dictated for it or not but the one thing i think charger fans are starting to maybe sour on a little bit is brandon staley was supposed to be a defensive guru he's supposed to be a defensive mastermind a, a guy who led the the rams to be the number one defense and then became the chargers head coach and proceeded to have one of the worst defensive units in the league last year and then again this year not exactly you know executing the vision of the defense that he was expecting to have. So I, I think it, it, it can all be cured. It, it can all be cured by one simple, uh, simple way. And of course that is by winning football games. You have to win football games and that will change the narrative starting out at one and two when you had Super Bowl aspirations, um, obviously dealing with the injuries. Um, it's just not a good look. And, uh, you know, for this ball game, we are going to get into a recap of those biggest storylines of those key matchups. And we're going to see who we think is going to win this football game. And we are going to do that right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. I think all of us have seen those videos out there where someone has the perfect romantic engagement set up only for the proposal to go terribly wrong and losing the expensive engagement ring in the process. Imagine you're proposing on a boat and you fumble into the water the ring in that big moment. Imagine you want to do it big and propose from a helicopter and the ring slips out of your hands out the door while you're 12,000 feet up in the air. Here's the lesson. You don't want to be that guy and you certainly don't want to it splatter all over the internet. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to brightco.com forward slash locked on. It is the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover yourself with the best jewelry insurance in the business. All right, we're back here on Crossover Thursday. Locked on Chargers, David Drogemeyer here with John Hickman of Locked on Texans. And, you know, now we talked about the key storylines. We talked about the biggest matchups in this game. Now it's time to get into the predictions. Who is going to win this football game I, I guess, John, will let you go first. Who is going to win this game, and what is the score going to be? Man, that's uh, – I am going to give Lovey Smith one more opportunity to take advantage of opportunities. Okay. Uh, I think with Slater out, no Bosa, uh, maybe, maybe not Keenan Allen, uh, you guys are banged up with, with some star players that won't be playing, and this, this is an opportunity for Houston – Who's by the way, defense has been playing solid, right? Um, and creating turnovers and, and getting after the quarterback. This is an opportunity for them to win a game. And I'm going to say that the Houston Texans win one. Ah, oh, man. 26 20. 26 20. Okay. A lot of confidence there. Uh, and I mean, hey, you, you got to. I, I think for, for this game, for the Chargers particularly, after getting embarrassed by the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, I think they are pissed off. Uh, and they should be. That was an embarrassing performance. No, no matter if you got injuries or not, they still got a lot of star players. 
uh, that's still on the football field. They still got safety Derwin James. They still got Asante Samuel Jr. They still got Khalil Mack. They have a lot of stars on defense and on, on offense. You still got Justin Herbert at quarterback. You got Austin Eckler at running back. They got Mike Williams. Hopefully they get Keenan Allen back. Uh, I think in this football game, they are going to be able to run the football. I think Justin Herbert is going to be more well-protected with the play calling. I think they're they're going to get right in this game. And, and I see this game going in favor of the Chargers 31-17. to 17. I, I think this mm. is a game where they really need to open up on the scoreboard. They got to get more points on the board through the first couple of games. It's just not been good enough for a Justin Herbert-led Chargers team. But we're going to see how this matchup plays out on Sunday in Houston. I am going to be there live and in person in color. Uh, it is my birthday on Friday, so this is kind of my birthday present to myself. I'm going to be sitting in the end zone. I am hoping to watch a very, very good football team. But for more on the Chargers, please check us out here at Locked On Chargers. And of course, check out the Texans at Locked On Texans wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Apple, excuse me, Apple podcast over here on our YouTube channel. But make sure you check us out the rest of the week to get keys and predictions and for everything else. So check us out and take care. Have a good one.